Did God worship you? You guys did a great job. Did you get the worship in your hands? Very cool. Pastor Matt. Pastor, what would you like Joanna? Is she here? Thank you so much, Joanna and Pastor Matt, and also Pastor Billy and Melissa. I know they're out of town. Thank you so much for being willing to adopt week 22 of our 40 week journey of hope. So every year in the past six years, we've been doing a 40 week consecutive journey of hope where we get churches to adopt one week out of the 40 weeks. And you guys are adopting week 22 of our 40 week year of hope. And uh, so we're just so honored to partner with you. Uh, before I run into the honor, my wife, Angel, would you stand? This is my beautiful wife. Thank you so much for being this amazing and beautiful family. Um, without anything that you do, I would not get to do what I do. So thank you. I love you. Also, I want to introduce you to Michaela. Michaela is one of our interns this summer, and she is partnering with us and helping us. So would you honor Michaela? She's amazing. Social media industry with her work. And so she's been reading me all these posts to 
this and that. But really what it all boils down to it is, is, is this enough? Do you believe that this is a weapon that will draw people to God? Do you believe this draws people out of the line of glory into I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Okay. So we know the Bible says that even before conception took place, God knows us, God has set us apart, and God has a calling of God on our life. Do you guys agree with that? So even before conception. Okay, now let's go to the New Testament, and let's see what, what the Bible describes as a baby. Not a clump of cells, but a baby. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1, verse 44. Luke chapter 1, verse 44. Go ahead and read it. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Okay, that's Elizabeth. The baby, in the, in the Greek word for baby is bravos. Ever say bravos. So the baby, the bravos in her womb leaped for joy. All right, now turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Okay, there is again, same word for baby, bravos. So the Bible is saying that the baby in the womb is the same as the baby just outside the womb as an infant. Bravos. All right, turn to Luke chapter 18, verse 15. People were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Okay, so there it is again. Baby, bravos, or talking about toddlers. We knew that the little children were all coming around Jesus, wanted to be around Jesus. Babies, bravos, toddlers. So the same word, bravos, baby inside the womb. Now an infant, same thing, bravos. Now toddlers. Also, bravos, babies, humans. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 3, starting with verse 1. This is what I feel like the Lord is doing with us. Now that we know what the Bible says about the issue of babies, is it a human? Is, we know it's a brand new DNA. We know that the heart starts beating somewhere around 18 to 22 days most women don't know that they're even pregnant at that time, that a heartbeat is beating. Brand new DNA. All the organs are formed at 12 weeks. Right here in Charlotte, uh, you're allowed to abort your baby up to 20 weeks. In New York City, you, it is legal for you to kill that baby all the way up to birth. All the way up to birth. Same thing in Virginia. All the way up to birth. 
which is just crazy. So uh, would you begin uh, reading Exodus chapter 1? Go ahead. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why does the bu- why the bush does not burn up? All right. So what was basically God trying to do with Moses at that particular moment? He was trying to get his attention. He was causing a bush to go on fire because he was trying to say, Moses, come over to me. Come over. I got a calling on your life. I want to tell you something that burning, that's burdening my heart. And I believe this is what the Lord is doing with the churches of Charlotte and across our nation. The Lord is saying, now is the time. We're saying, now is the time. Now is the time. We're seeing the political realm and everyone just freaking out over this whole thing. But the Bible says, now is the time. He's trying to get our attention. He's trying to speak to Moses and say, hey, this, what's going on with the Israelites has got my attention. And now is the time I'm going to do something about it. And I'm going to use you, Moses, to do it. And I believe this is what the Lord is calling the churches, specifically here in our city in Charlotte. He's saying, he's saying churches of Charlotte, churches that the real Christians that are really calling themselves God followers, did you know that humans are dying right here in our city? And I want to give you an opportunity to partner with me. All right, continue reading. Verse, uh, go to verse, yeah, go right there. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. Do you know that God knew every one of those 65 million babies that have died since 1973? He knew the, what their name was supposed to be. He knew the call of God that was supposed to happen. He knew every one of their hairs. He knew everything about. And, 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 and it, it broke his heart. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 16. And this, when I read this, I was like, oh, my goodness. This blew me away. Read read. Yeah, Ezekiel 16, verse 20. And you took your sons and daughters whom you bore to me and sacrificed them as food to the idols. Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children and sacrificed them to the idols. In all your detestable practices and your prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare, kicking about in your blood. Okay, here's the, the word that came out of my mind when I saw that. These, have you not slaughtered my children? These are God's babies. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are God's child. Those 65 million babies that died, those are his babies. And the Lord is saying, I want to give you the opportunity to partner with me and stand in the gap for my babies. These are my little baby boys, my little baby girls, my little Chinese little baby boys, my little Chinese baby girls, my little black baby, Korean, African-American, all these uh, white. These are all, they're all his. 
Indian, little Indian, the, the beautiful dark skin. Those are his babies. Little African, Mexican, little Mexican, beautiful face, those little chunky cheeks. Those are his babies. You think you love your child a lot. He loves your child billion times more because they're his babies. He's the one that orchestrated that, that, that you were able to cre- create that baby. These are his babies. And, it's, and it broke us that 65 million, 65 million of them were not given the opportunity to live. All right, continue reading. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So now go. Everybody say, so now go. The title of this message is, so let's go. It's time for us to go. Let's go. Let's go do something else. It's great that we voted pro-life. That's great that you've gotten on social media and you've defended Roe versus Wade. That's great. But now let's go. Let's go do something about it. Let's pray and fast this Wednesday. Let's go to the darkest place in our city and let's pray. I want to show you a video. This is a video of a girl named Alicia. And this is what happens when the Christians go to the darkest place and say, God, here my use me. Check out this video. I didn't know who Christ was until almost three years ago. It was something that I believed in, but I didn't have a passion about being pro-life and standing for babies. Day and age that we're living in and all the turbulent times going on right now, uh, that wasn't a time to be a Christian that was sitting on the bench. I learned about Love Life in February, at the end of February. I started volunteering and going out there on the sidewalk. January 24th of 2021 is when we first started Love Life in here in Southern California. We went to our boot camp training in February. It was like, well, let's, <laughs> let's do it. So I walk up and there's nobody on the sidewalk. And I say, Lord, okay, there's only five more minutes left. And I ran over really quick. And this young, beautiful woman rolls down her window about this much. <laughs> and she said, yes. And I looked at her and I smiled and I said, I don't know what you are here for. But if you have missed your menstrual cycle, your baby has a heartbeat, 10 fingers and 10 toes, and I can show you what your baby looks like today. When I was young, I had an abortion. I was 21. I was pregnant the second time. I had a miscarriage and I was devastated because I really wanted to keep the baby. And sitting there in the ultrasound with her, I told her, She gave me a present that no money could ever compare. It was a blessing to see a baby on an ultrasound because I didn't get that on my first. And I got to hear a heartbeat because I never found one with my second baby. It was a Thursday and I said, tomorrow is Good Friday. Would you like to go to church with me on Easter? And she said, yeah, that would be nice. We went to church. We sat together, and at the very end when Pastor Jack did the altar call, it was so beautiful. She got up, a woman I just met about a week in front of an abortion clinic is now choosing 
not only life for her baby, but eternity with the Lord. I found out that I was pregnant at three months. I already had in my head, like, I wanted someone to change my mind or give me some type of hope or something before I go in there. I was just, like, so excited. Like, I just wanted to tear up a little bit. I was just so happy to see a life moving in me. I just knew in my heart that I was keeping her. Because that day, like, I called everyone. I was like, I'm keeping my baby. I don't care what anyone thinks, I'm keeping her. <laughs> Receiving a, a text message that not only was a baby saved, but a, a mom is now a part of the family of God. I remember when Anna called and told me, and her, I think her exact words were, it was an amazing day of grace. We had a, a gender reveal party for her. We had a baby shower for her. The word got to me that she's being baptized by Pastor Jack. And, and she, she wants you to be there, to be a part. It's a, t a moment I'll never forget. As she came out of the water, just the laughter and, and realized, thank you, Jesus. Were we just a part of like a miracle, a life being saved? And then more stories start happening and more women start getting saved. This happened last week and this happened yesterday. In Riverside, in Corona. I pray to the God of heaven and earth, watch him work, and then we will see revival in our land. I pray that love life will spread faster than the wildfires we have here in California. And I want it to be a revival. God calls us to do things that we think are impossible because God wants to stretch you. He wanted to stretch me. You see God start to change your life, even if you're not looking for it. Lord is moving her. He is using her. She's even actually gone out and is now counseling and trying to encourage other girls to keep their babies. I know God is moving in her life and he's not going to stop. Just looking at baby names, I see Namara and I'm like, oh, I never, that's a nice name. It also means grace of God, so I was just like, oh, she's my little grace of God. So that's why I chose her name. I don't want to just have these beautiful young women at these clinics choose life for their baby. I want to walk in life with them, and this is why Love Life has just changed me. But I know the Lord's hands is in it because He's changed my heart a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Yeah, come on, put your hands together. Come on. Did, did you see what she said in that video? She goes, hoping that somebody would change my mind. I was looking for some hope. She went to that abortion center to kill her child, but she really didn't want to. She was torn, and she saw hope. She felt Anna was there and told her, the hope of Jesus. She gives her heart to Christ. She gets baptized, and you got to see that cute little baby. Come on! Isn't that awesome? And now that baby is going to get to live, and we have no idea the future of that child. Could be a future president, future innovator, pastor, teacher, evangelist, janitor. We have no idea, but that baby is going to get to live. All right, go to the next slide. So here's our mission. Love Life is uniting and mobilizing the church to create a culture of love and life that will result to an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. We believe, go to the next slide, it's time for the church to respond. Here's what's interesting. We, we believe God has called the church to save the culture, and then politicians and legislations will follow. It's interesting. We are starting to see the church rise up, and now 
which a complete surprise to me, we're starting to see some legislation starting to change because the church is rising up and saying, hey, this is not right. Let's do what is right. Let's do what is holy, what is, what is of God. This is not right. Next slide. All right, so you're next, Mama. Bring it. All right, so we just want to share with you guys some of the tragic truths of abortion. First, abortion is the leading cause of death in the United States. It's not cancer or heart disease. It's the killing of preborn babies. 17,000 babies are killed weekly in the United States, weekly. Not only that, but in some states, as Andre mentioned earlier, abortions are allowed all the way up to birth. Babies can be ripped from the womb full term, and that should sicken us. One in four women and men will have an abortion in their lifetime, so we believe that abortion is just as much a man's issue as it is a woman's issue, and that if men were stepping up and taking their rightful positions as men of God who are defenders of life and providers, that women wouldn't even be finding themselves running to abortion clinics in the first place. And lastly, 54% of those who have abortions identify as Christian, and a majority of those were attending an evangelical church in the same month that they had an abortion. And that's a number that should shock us as the Church of Jesus Christ. You can go to the next slide. So we are not a ministry that is about shame and condemnation. We are about healing and restoration. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. If you're sitting here today and you have had an abortion in your past, but you have asked God for forgiveness, or maybe today is the first day that you ask God for forgiveness, you need to know with confidence. The Bible says that when we confess our sins and ask for forgiveness, he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west and even the sin of abortion. But we know that abortion is a traumatic experience, and it takes a process of healing to be able to recover from that, and that's not something that you should have to walk through alone. So um, if you are post-abortive, or maybe you're close, you know someone who's post-abortive, um, we want you to come see us at our table after the message today, and we want to connect you with the ministry called Restored Life. It's a post-abortive Bible study that's actually led by other post-abortive women, and um, it's just a great opportunity for you or someone you know to be able to find the healing and restoration that we know ultimately comes from Christ alone. So you can go to the next slide. We also believe that prayer is the key. It shouldn't be our last resort option. We are praying to the God of heaven and earth. And so we believe this is the key. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You can go to the next slide, and we want to show you guys, this is just some of the results of the prayer and the activation of the church. In the last six years since Love Life has started, there has been now 4,100 plus babies saved from abortion all throughout the U.S. Is that not amazing? We see up to a 70% drop in abortions on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And those are the two days of the week where the church has a concentrated time of fasting and prayer. That's not a coincidence. We've seen over 118,000 plus people that have now prayer with us and over 550 partnering churches, and you guys are now one of them. And we've seen 39 plus abortion workers feel compelled to leave the industry, to find jobs elsewhere, and some of them even come to know Christ as their savior. And lastly, we've seen 3,200 plus people get connected on the prayer walks, whether that's through 
volunteering or through the mentorship program, orphan care, sidewalk counseling. And I know Andre will mention this more and you'll hear more about this Saturday, but just as we briefly come across this point, I want to go ahead and have you guys put it in your heart and mind to begin asking God, God, how would you use me? Because if you're sitting here today as a Christian, the call is already on our lives. If we read in Proverbs, it says that we're called to be a voice for the voiceless, to rescue those being led to the slaughter. And God will use everyone here in this room to do that. It may be in completely different ways, but even now in this moment, begin asking God, Lord, how would you use me? Awesome. Good job, huh? I think she's called to this. Caitlin's also one of the Sidewalk Outreach team members on Tuesday, right? You go out there on Tuesday. Tuesday, her and her team are out there calling out to the moms and saying, hey, we'll help you. We're going to walk with you. And the Lord is using her voice not only on churches, but right there on the sidewalks to minister to people. Um, every year, we get all the churches to come back for one big prayer walk. It's called Celebrate Life Week 40. And it's amazing what the Lord is doing. So check out this video. This is what took place in 14 cities last year. Check it out. to live. How are you going to live? 
How will you be remembered? What story will you tell when you get to heaven and you sit around the marriage supper of the Lamb? What will be your testimony that you will give? We have one life to live, church. Let it be about building his kingdom and not ours. You see what the Lord is doing? He's waking up the church. He's getting us all saying, hey, this, this is what's on my heart. This is what I'm doing. So this is your adoption week. And adoption week is simply this. Hear, pray, go, and connect. Everybody say hear. Oh, connect. So this is the hear part. This is where we desire to bring education and awareness. And at the very end, give you an opportunity to sign up. And then pray. Everybody say pray. This Wednesday, we're getting all the churches to fast and to pray. We're at we fast and we pray. Remember, as we've been doing this on, on Wednesdays, we're seeing abortion centers on Wednesdays close down. Right here at Latrobe, they say every time on Wednesdays, we're seeing a shift and we're seeing more moms choose life on Wednesdays. In fact, we're seeing a lot less people show up to these abortion centers. And it's interesting, it's, it's actually happening on Wednesday. Why is that? Because the churches are fasting and prayer. This kind comes out through fasting and prayer. And then this Saturday is the go piece. Everybody say, let's go. We're asking you, will you come join us just six minutes down the road, and we're going to do a peaceful prayer walk starting at 9 o'clock. We're going to go to about uh, 1030, and we're not going to protest. We're not going to yell at anybody. We're not going to shame anybody. We're there to simply worship and to pray and to stand in the gap for these moms and these babies. And remember that. Remember what I said there. We we were now at 29 babies saved just on Saturday this year. Little humans are living because they saw us out there. In fact, we have a testimony of this lady. She came. Uh, this was several months ago. She came and said, "Hey, I want to introduce you to my three-year-old." And the sidewalk our team were like, "Tell us your story." She goes, three years ago." We went to that, we, I went to this abortion center, and I saw there was a group of people out in those blue shirts, and they were singing songs that I recognized because I used to go to church, but I did not, I hadn't been back in church in years. They sung songs that I recognized, and all of a sudden I realized, oh my goodness, I probably should not be doing this. I don't want to do this. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this. Her mind changed. She got back in the car. And she drove home, didn't tell anybody. Wasn't even counted on those babies that saved the, the numbers because we had no idea. Three years later, she comes, hey, I want to introduce you to my three-year-old. As a result of those people out there praying, my mind was changed, and I chose life. Come on. That's what happens when the church shows up. What happens is the church shows up, and the atmosphere changes. The minds and the heart changes because, the, because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It all takes place through the Spirit. We're praying. We don't wrestle against flesh. We're praying and interceding. So this is your adoption week. And then connect. At the very end, we're going to give you an opportunity to go beyond the prayer walk and get involved in our mentor program. So, you know, when a mom chooses life, we connect them to the local church. And a woman in that local church will be a mentor to them, uh, throw them a baby shower, and let them know, hey, you're not alone. That's our desire. We want to not just see moms choose life. We don't want to see babies just live. But we want to see disciples made for Christ. And that's what's taking place. All right, next slide. So today I'm calling you to action. Scripture says this. This is how we know what love is, that Christ Jesus laid down his life for us, 
And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Not love with words or speech, but with action. Everybody say action. But with action and in truth. So we are calling you to action. Will you join us? Will you fast and pray with us this Wednesday? Will you come and join us for the prayer walk this Saturday? If you have a smartphone, would everybody grab your smartphone, put it in your hand? If you have a smartphone, just would you put it in your hand if you wouldn't mind? If you don't have a smartphone, don't worry about it. Everybody, turn to page 10 in your vision booklet. There should be a vision booklet at each seat. Turn to page 10. For those of you that do have a smartphone, you're going to see a QR code. Go to the next slide, sir. You're going to see a QR code. And with your smartphone, what I need everyone to do that if you want to participate with us, if you want to pray and fast with us this Wednesday and or join us for the prayer walk, we want to email you all the information you need and all the prayer points. So here's what I want you to do. With your smartphone, hit your camera button and then hover your phone over the QR code and then you'll be able to sign up. And we want to email you everything you need. Now, if you don't have a smartphone, over page 10, just flip the card and you're going to see where you can all the information, just your first and last name, your email address, and phone number. Because, again, we want to email you everything you need, the address, what time to show up, prayer, everything you need to, to participate. If I could have everybody that would like to participate, go ahead and do that now. Go ahead and just fill that out right now. Sign up on the QR code. I'm going to give you just a few seconds here. Go ahead. Michaela, are you still on the sidewalk outreach team? Did you, you used to do that, right? You never did that? I thought you did. It was your mom that did that. Did you, didn't you go help her sometimes, though? Yeah. So you did do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go ahead and fill that out. We want to email you everything you need. Can we have the keyboard player person come on up? All right, I want to pray with you. Father, I just pray right now for this amazing church. Father, I pray for all those people that say, hey, I want to fast and pray this Wednesday, and then this Saturday they're going to come to the prayer walk. Father, I pray that this would be a life-changing week for them. Lord, I pray that this week you would break their hearts with the things that break your heart. Father, I pray that this week they would feel what you feel and that their prayer, their prayers would be so powerful that you would anoint their praying, that they would pray with conviction and fire. And I pray that this week you would just speak to them. They would have ears to hear your voice. You would show them what you're doing. Just anoint them to stand in the gap through prayer and worship and fasting this Wednesday and this Saturday. I pray that this church would be a church that men and women can come and know that they can come to this church before they'll come to an abortion center. That they can get a baby shower, they can get hope, they can get mentorship, they can feel loved here in this church, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, so here's what I want to do. If you're here and you would like to fast and pray with us this Wednesday, you're going to participate with us and or come 
to the prayer walk this Saturday. Would you raise your hand? I want to see you. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. All right, you have your hand raised. Would you stand up for me? Just stand up. I want to see all you guys. Stand up. Come on. Awesome. All right, here's what I want everyone to do. Would you take your card out and rip it out of your vision booklet? And I want you to take this card and put it up here at the altar as your way of saying, God, here am I. Use me. I'm available. You said go, I'm going to go. Come on up and put your card right here. And we're just going to pray just a couple of minutes here. Come on up.